In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. First, I want to thank Yavuna so much and all of you for having me here today with you. Uh, it's a blessing to pray at St. Mark Church and get his blessing and your blessing. Rabuna, um, like uh, told me, we're going to talk about uh, Bible and how to read the Bible, how to benefit from the Bible. It's a very, very important uh, subject. Um, imagine if you are studying to be a doctor, engineer, or any, if you want to get any degree, of course you have to study the books you have. You cannot just uh, sit down on the couch and pray and say I will pass the test. It doesn't work this way. You need to open up the books. You need to do your work. You need to do your readings, your research. And at the end, you need to make sure you understand what you just read. And then when you get tested by the college or whatever the school, you need to make sure you will pass the test. The same thing with the Bible, but more advanced. Because basically, when you study for any degree in your life, you focus on just you want to get the degree. And sometimes we hear it a lot. A lot of the studying materials we just used, we don't use it in our practical life. In Bible or a special level, it's so much different. Every single word in the Bible was written for a reason. For a reason. Even, as Abuna mentioned, it's not a historic book. Even the, the stories in the Bible, it means a lot. It means a lot. So to really benefit from the Bible, the first thing you need to do, like the church teaches us, you need to what? You need to pray. You need to pray before reading the Bible. Pray that God will open your eye and your ear to see and to what? And to hear. Think about it. The church doesn't talk about this physical eye and physical ear. It talks about what? Your mind and your what? Your heart. Your mind and your heart. So before you sit down with God, because this is the word of God. You need to understand, Bible is the word of God. Like God himself speaks personally to me. To me. So when someone talks to you, even like normal person, when he talks to you, he needs what? Your attention, your respect, and he expecting you to what? To act. So imagine if you're sitting down with God himself. He deserves even more, more than the normal people. So first thing, you pray. You pray for what? Again, to God can open up your mind and your heart to get what? His revelations. If you want to really benefit from the Bible, it's a revelation. All the church fathers who studied the Bible from before, you find normal story like Samaritan woman or prodigal son or any parable Jesus Christ himself given the Bible or any story, they took it to different level, to a special level. How they did that? They didn't really work hard for that, but they, were, they prayed. They were close to God. When God speaks to them, they listen, they sense it, they feel it. So easy for them to see it. But imagine if I'm going to start reading the Bible, opening the Bible without even praying, and even I'm not ready, like emotionally and physically and mentally, 
and then just open it, read it, and close it. How are you going to benefit? You're going to benefit nothing. Nothing. Because you are not focused. You are not focused. But when you pray first, you're serious. You pray out of your heart. God, I'm going to sacrifice this time to you know, spend it with you personally. I need to benefit from it. Please tell me what this means. There is a story about Pope Crawlers. When someone used to go ask him about the meaning of a verse, he used to tell him, go stand in front of the altar and pray. See, he goes and stands in front of the pray, and he comes back. And he says, I don't know the meaning yet. He told him, go, go again and pray. He keeps going back and forth, back and forth, till he comes, tells him, I think it means like that. And he tells him, yes, this is the meaning. Very easy, he, can, he could just tell him what this means, but he wanted to teach him what? To pray. To pray before he leads, so he can understand. So he can understand. So if we do the first step, which is praying, and you then you feel that you are ready, you are calm. There is no distractions. There is, I don't think about my husband or my wife, kids, bills, credits, all that. I just focus, clear my mind, like what we did now. You, like you can sing a song you like, you can listen to a hymn you like, to prepare yourself to sit down with God. If you remember the story of uh, Elijah the prophet, after uh, he killed the idol uh, priests, what he did? He ran away. He ran away. God wanted to talk to him. So when, when God started talking to him, there was a great wind and a great fire and this and that, but God was not in the fire, was not in the wind, but very gentle, you know, like low voice and start talking to him. This is God. Very peaceful way. Very peaceful way. That's the one you really are ready to hear the voice of God. Sit down with yourself, calm your senses and focus. And then you start reading. Actually, we call it, we, I'm going to pray the gospel. I'm not going to read the Bible. I'm going to pray the Bible. So you start to take it word by word, step by step. Try to understand what's the, like the, you know, the main point of this story or this chapter. What I'm going to benefit from it. And then you try to get exercise with yourself. What happened, for example, what happened is this chapter is wrong and the Bible giving me an example, this is wrong and you shouldn't be doing that. What's the commandment of God in this, in this chapter? What's to do and what not to do? What's a good example? What's a virtue I can find in this chapter and I can start applying in my life? What I feel this is really touches me. I have this weakness. I have this problem and I need to work on it. And so on. And so on. That's how you benefit after you pray the Bible. But again, when you get a message, you need to apply it in your life. Because there is another story in the paradise of the fathers. The young monks used to go to the elders and tell them, give me a word, give me a word to live in, to live with. So they used to do that and they used to apply it in their life. But once they stopped applying that in their life, 
one of the young monks went to his elder and said, give me a word. He said, I'm not going to give you anything. He said, why? We used to get, you know, awards from you. He said, because now we tell you what you need to do and you don't apply it in your life. So God stopped sending anything. Because we don't apply it. We don't apply it in our life. Again, this is a high level of spirituality, but you struggle, you struggle to go for it, do your work. You can start with reading the commentaries of the church father, not a recent father. I want to focus on this point, a church fathers, because some recent commentaries, they are not 100% accurate. So you need to read what the church father said about that. And you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised what they said. Where they got this from? It's from God. One day, Abuna Dawood Lamai was visiting the monastery in Texas. And then I asked him, like, you know, about his Bible study. He said, I started my Bible study with just 10 people who was attending. Now you find thousands and thousands of people attending. And he told me a good story. He said, I used to give Bible study to three years old in Egypt. And when I was sitting with them, I tell them, what did you understand from this verse? He is asking the, the kids, what did you understand from this verse? And he told me, what they said, I opened up the commentaries, I found St. Cyril, St. Asinesius, and all the big names, that's what they said. So he was surprised, but he thought about it. He said, it does make sense because it's the same source, right? The Holy Spirit is speaking. It's the same source. He can talk uh, on the tongue of three years old. He can talk on the tongue of 90 years old. God doesn't go by age. So you can listen to and get a message you know, from God through anyone, through anyone, through any sermon, through anyone in your life, actions around us. Like I tell you example, Abuna today was just talking about uh, donation to uh, Ukraine uh, war. So if you think about it, some of us will say, I don't really care about that. Yani, um, but imagine if that war in Egypt, and that's exactly my family, physical family, are suffering there. What would you do? Would you just say, I don't care? Wouldn't you um, have the zeal for other people in other countries to just start act and take actions and stop stop that? I think you will. I think you will. So that's we need to have the same mentality. Like for example, benefiting from the Bible. If I open the Bible, I found the story of when someone asked Jesus Christ. He said, Who when the Lord said, Love your neighbor. So one of them, he wanted to, like, you know, to be righteous. And he said, who is my neighbor? So the Lord gave him what? The parable of what? Of the Samaritan, right? So there was one guy who was going from to this city to that city, and he got wounded, and they left him. People passing by. People passing by him. Priest, the white, and then the what? And then the Samaritan. Samaritan was his enemy. If I'm not sure if you know in the Old Testament, Samaritan didn't like the Jews. So that basically was his enemy. It's not his, it's his, he was not his neighbor, but he loved him. He carried him. He took care of him. 
he put him in a hotel, and that hotel he gave two denarii, which is the Old Testament and the, the New Testament. When you read the story, you get a lot of uh, resembles in that story. You, you, you benefit a lot of it, but when you just read it as a story, you don't benefit. You just think it's just one, some got, someone got wounded and they took care of him and then that's it. But it means a lot. On the other special level, it means a lot. And that's my role. When I hear something about someone around me, if I don't open up the Bible and try to really benefit from it, how am I going to apply it in my life? Because you're living in a world they say about the right things wrong and vice versa. Imagine that's the world we are living in. You open up the Bible, tell you committing adultery is not right, it's a sin. The world tells you the what? The opposite. You open up the Bible, tells you homosexuality is something wrong, the world tells you the opposite. And so on. So you're living in a world serious. It's, it's insane. It's starting to getting like, you know, for our generation, if, they, if you don't teach in, and they, they raise up by like reading the Bible and benefit from it, they will go away and never come back. So you need to pay attention. And you start with yourself first. Don't, don't imagine or expect you're gonna have a good kids unless you do your work. You start with yourself. Start with yourself first. They see you opening the Bible. And every night I encourage every single family, the husband and the wife and the kids, they sit down even for five, 10 minutes. They pray a chapter from the Bible and they dis have discussion after. They need very, very important to have a discussion after reading. Don't just read. This is a common mistake. We just read and close the Bible and then that's it. No, you need to have a discussion. You need to listen to your kid, how he is thinking. You ask him, what did you benefit? Did you understand anything from this chapter? What did you benefit? He will tell you what, what he benefited from the, from the chapter. Okay, how we can apply it in our life? How we can apply it on the personal level, like uh, our house, and how we can apply it with the others? That's how he, he grows up, and he ne will never forget. I remember one kid, he got away from the church and he started doing drugs and uh, other problems, but see, when he was confessing with me, he told me, I remember my mom when I was young, we used to read the Bible together, we used to pray, and she was doing prostrations, so that's how I learned how to do prostrations with her. You imagine? Yeah. Even that was happened, I would say, 16 years ago, but he didn't forget. He didn't forget what his mom used to do with him while he was, when he was young. Yeah. So you have a role in your life. When you start with yourself, you can make others other people around you love Christ with your actions. You need to have actions, actions of faith. But if you don't and you start acting in the wrong way, you make the people around you hate Christ because of you. There is a story about Sam Bahomius. Anyone knows Sam Bahomius? He's one of the fathers, uh, like the monastic fathers. He, was, he used to worship idols. And then they were going for a war and actually they were going to kill some Christians and they offered them food. So um, he's going to kill them and they offered him food and drinks. 
And that's how he got to change it. He, he was wondering, why is these people are different? Like, it doesn't make any sense. They said, because their God tells them that's what I need to do, love your enemy. So he said, if I got out safe of this war, I will be a Christian. And after that, he became one of the monastic uh, fathers and the, the desert fathers. How are we gonna get Father Bohomius if we didn't, you know, get him? We know with our actions, with our actions. It's serious, and you cannot fix your actions unless it comes from what, from inside. If it comes from outside, trust me, people feel it. It's fake. It's fake, and it will be temporary. Like, love your neighbor. Okay, good. So if someone gets me angry at work, and then first time I let it go, I will say I'm Christian, I will love him. But if it doesn't come from inside, next, third, 20 times, I'm gonna get mad, and I'm gonna start to answer him back. But if it doesn't come within, you will lose. You will lose. How are you gonna keep, how are you gonna keep that heat in your heart how are you gonna keep your zeal? How are you gonna keep this mentality? How are you gonna stay close to God? Bible, Bible. Have a daily life with Jesus Christ himself. Get a message, keep getting message from him. Trust me, this is the only thing will release your stress, make you love serious. You, 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 like there's some people out of joy and out of benefit from the Bible, they wanna go out, hug everyone. Serious, that's how they feel, that's how the joy they have. They feel like they really wanna give hug to everyone out there. They love everyone. The mentality gets changing. That's why every day, in every holy liturgy, the Bible says, uh, I'm sorry, uh, we, the, we chant and say, do not love the world and the things in the world. Because why? Because this is temporary, this is temporary. If you love the world, this is against what? The love of God. Why? As I just said, the world tells you something, the church or God tells you what? Something else. So you choose. You choose which way you want to follow in your life. If you choose God is your God, it's not something else, okay. You start doing your work. You start, need, you need to get to know to him. How are you going to know God unless you open up the Bible and you start to pray. And you start to apply this in your life. Again, like as I said, it's like you take it as a studying. I need to have Bible study daily. I need to know what I have. This is very, very precious book we have, you know, in our hands. And now it's much easier than before. So we have no excuse. We have a lot of uh, commentaries. Uh, we have a lot of apps. We have this and that. So I can, I can start. I can start on it. Today, I can start to own it. Trust me, maybe at the beginning, you won't feel anything until you, you won't get like joy, but trust me, if you keep going, if you keep going, you will change and people around you, they will notice a difference. And for sure, you will be a better person, for sure. For sure, but just start, do your part, and may God give us all the ability to open up the Bible, to benefit from it, to know how to read it, not it's like when Jesus Christ asked one of the scribes, which is he, he's expe he expected him to know the Bible. He, told, he asked him one question, how you read? 
how you read. How this is very, very important. How you read. Glory be to God forever. We can stand and pray together. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Lord, we thank you for giving us the path to life through your word, something we are able to hold on to, something we are able to, to find nourishment in. Lord, I pray that, that throughout this season of, of the great fast, throughout the season of Lent, and even beyond, that we build the muscle of, of spending quiet time with you, that we're able to spend time in your word, not only to hear it, but to act, and for us to embrace the fullness of the church in which you have given us. Through the intercession of St. Mary, the Mother of God, St. Mark, the Apostle, and all your saints, Lord, hear us as we pray thankfully. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. In Christ Jesus our Lord, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen.